0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Bro Show. Uh, this is Alan, and today I'm joined by my cousin Kuya Jimbo. Um, Kuya is a Filipino word, and it means older brother uh, or older cousin or something. Um, and we're still trying out this mobile phone recording app thing, so that's what we use to record this. Uh, and so we hope you enjoy it. I'm th- I'm trying to think back on my earliest memory of you or of any of the cousins, but one of my uh, one of the things I remember the most is. When you came to visit us in Los Angeles, I think you were living in San Francisco at the time. Oh yeah. And you came to I visit see. us in Los Angeles and um, my dad had bought us all Reebok pumps. You know, like me, you, oh, my the brother. Black top. Yeah, yeah, no, the Reebok the, pumps. The, and we all had the, these the, we all had these matching shoes and we were like balling. It felt like it, you know. Those were like the Michael Jordan shoes of their time <laughs> whatever yeah. year that was.
1: You know what? I miss those. I remember uh, they were so rugged. Those shoes were so rugged, and uh, I remember commercials for them. I was like, "Man, those shoes are cool." Sinbad wears those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like they had commercials of Sinbad on Reebok, and then they had these, you know, they had these Reebok pumps, and and his was like the the all terrain basketball shoe. <laughs> I remember that. I was it was so cool looking at. I even kept the uh, like my. I don't know if you guys. I don't know about you guys, but I remember. You remember how like clothing. Like kept their tags, like you know, those starter hats had like those tags and looked like they were stolen hats. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I remember.
1: I, I had um, I had the um. I had the tag on my shoe. I was wearing it loud and proud, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: I th- I think I think the the marketing of basketball shoes has really come a long way because back then they were really marketing like the 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 black top type shoe like as if the shoe was for playing basketball at the park or like all, you know in the street it wasn't referring for, for playing basketball like in in the NBA or like in a, in a yeah. gym you know like which I feel like that's how they are now but before we had remember British Knights and, oh <laughs> and Reeboks you know <laughs> yeah
1: no they were they were really for like the you know like the tarmac those those things were out outdoor shoes oh yeah. And, and- you know, I, I thought it was more of a um, you know, it was a, it, it was it was enough to boost your street cred from like you know, for street basketball, you know, because I remember like, you know, even even like even like in the late nineties, you know, when and when sneakers started really coming in, like they were just coming up with these wild designs. Yeah. For um, a buddy of mine um, when I was working at Discovery Zone. Nah. Discovery, I was like,
0: whoa, classic. Discovery <laughs> Zone! What a reference. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, so Discovery Zone was yeah, when fiber, you yeah. I love that place. It was probably one of the best memories. of So, my life. so
0: for like for like the millennials that might be listening, Discovery Zone is basically kind of like a, like a Dave and Buster's for kids back then, like another like a competitor of Chuck E. Cheese or some kind of place oh, like that, right?
1: Indoor playground, yep, yeah, slides, everything, yeah, a kid's dream. It was, it was one of the best places to work at. It was and during college, but in any case, I'm gonna, I'm gonna redirect myself back to sneakers. Uh huh. <laughs> So um, during that period, I, so we met, we met this, you know, one of my buddies met this, you know, met this guy from, uh, you know, from a Nike sample sale. Uh, he was a, a Nike sample sale. I'm sorry. She was a Nike sample sale representative and her husband was one of the original like designers for uh, Nike, right okay so they, ha- they had all these like um they had all these like you know shoes that haven't been released in the market yet and they're just you know they were like prototypes and you know and they had all these like upcoming sneakers for certain you know for uh certain athletes like before chris rubber even got his uh his nike shoe wow they they had this design first offhand and then they would sell it for like six and a half and like nine and as soon as they go on the sample sale people would just like start flocking on them you know so I remember, like, I remember making bets with my buddy, like, because he was the one that had the shoes, and I would make bets with him, and then my prize would be, like, sneakers.
0: <laughs> wow, that's cool, man. That's a cool prize.
1: It, and it was, it, and it got to the point where we were betting our friends, because we were trying to hook up uh, our friends with a date with each other, uh-huh. and, he, like, I guarantee you your buddy won't even get, won't even last uh, a week with, with, you know, with, you know, with, with mine, so uh, you know, bet, uh, bet, bet'll last longer than a week. I was like, all right, fine. So, so I here's my friend. Here's your friend. Bring him on a date, uh-huh. and you know, they, 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 they went past two weeks. Got married. Got pregnant. <laughs> got
0: oh my goodness!
1: And, and he owed me like two shoes for the rest of his life.
0: You're like, this lasted way more than two weeks. I think You're I've won the battle, but like I may have lost months. the war.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, but. Like, yeah, going going as far as that, I mean, we were all sneaker freaks, and it was like, you know, these these shoes that came out, I mean, I can remember, like, as far as, like, these basketball shoes compared to what, the, what was come out now, everything is just being recycled, if you notice. Like, all the shoes back in the 90s and, like, the shoes that they come out right now, they're not basketball-ready shoes. These are, like, these are shoes that you, like, you sport on, a, on the court or, 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 like, you know, just, like, you know, kids would
0: wear at a a prom or something i don't know yeah i I think a fashion wise there there is a lot of recycling going on but um you know like marketing is different and apparently for like the shoe geeks then the technology is probably a little bit different i don't think it's i don't think it's so different to where it justifies the change in price because you know shoes don't change that much but yeah I, i think that um some of the Shoes that we wore back in the day, you know, probably like the early mid '90s. They can probably still hold their own, like right now.
1: I, I mean, I almost guarantee. I mean, you know what though? The prices haven't changed, though. Like, I remember looking at the, uh, you know, you ever see those like those those Nike Air Zoom Foamposites? The yeah, the that,
0: like, those with, really uh, heavy ones.
1: Yeah, a spacesuit looking shoe. Yeah, right, with the with the the loop. The I don't know, like silver, gold, whatever. Yeah. Like, yep. They were selling for a hundred and well, hundred eighty dollars. Yeah, when they first came out. Yeah, until this day, they're still selling them for one hundred eighty dollars.
0: Really? Uh,
1: yeah, they they still are. Um, I I bought, uh, I believe it or not, I actually bought them, but um, uh, uh, I I got a pretty good deal on it. Uh-huh. the Um, the Nike Air More uptempos.
0: Oh yeah, you. I think you were telling me about them. They're like really like they're brand new, right? Real good condition. You got a really good deal for them, right?
1: Yep, yep. So I went out. Uh, was it like uh, was it Locker? They were selling them for like 150 bucks. Uh-huh. That's how much I got them for back in the day. I had the all black ones, and it was like 150 dollars layaway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had to put it on layaway plan. It was like uh, I I didn't get the shoe up until like you know my uh, my third paycheck. Uh, yeah yeah and that's how you really you you really worked hard for whatever you wanted back in the day you know
0: so uh, that uh that reminds me i wanted to ask you something about um traveling because uh i know just in talking to you uh you and your wife and your son you guys do a a good amount of traveling like i guess maybe once or twice a year like you know during the school breaks you'd go to different countries and um whenever you go like i had some questions about how do you decide where to go and how do you decide what to do when you're there? Because there's so many different options, right? Yep. And what is it that you guys are trying to accomplish whenever, um, you're traveling, you know, cause I have, I have these coworkers, uh, and just some friends in general that really, I don't know if they understand the appeal, the benefit of traveling the same way I do, or probably even like how you would. So, right. yeah. So what, what, what is your take on, um, you know, like what you try to get out of traveling, what the, what the benefit, what the meaning is of traveling for you and your family.
1: Okay. Traveling for us is, um, is education for the most part, besides the fact that, you know, there's new things that we haven't, you know, besides the actual vacation itself and enjoying, um, and exploring, you know, things we haven't, you know, explored before or, or places that we haven't been through before. But, you know, when we take, you know, we take that as a learning, you know, as an educational trip, especially for Tristan, you know, you know, when we were little, you know, yes, you know, both our parents used to travel, but not as much. They were, you know, they were they were able to travel to certain places that, you know, but without their children. And, you know, for us, you know, as parents that have traveled to certain places, we, you know, you want to kind of, you know, give that experience, you know, we tell these stories, but, you know, we want to tell that story to our child in, in a sense where we get to take them there and, and say, Hey, this is where we've been to, or we haven't been to this place, but your grandfather has been here, you know, um, our, our is or well, her family, well, my wife, you know, my wife's side of the family, uh, her grandfather has traveled into many, you know, to many places and, and we tell these stories to each other and we tell our child, you know, and, and Tristan, you know, he gets curious to a point to Hey, maybe, you know, maybe we can travel. And, and that kind of sparks an idea. And we, we sit there and we're like, Hey, yeah, maybe we can go to this place, you know? So that's kind of how, how things kind of start for us, you know? Um, cool. But we, but we really use it as an educational thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, but once we start, you know, planning it out a little bit more, we kind of immerse ourselves, um, you know, like say, say for example, we want to. You know, we you know, we're talking about like you know we're talking about Japanese food, and all of a sudden we think, hey, you know what? Maybe this will taste better in Japan. What do you think? And then that's how that's kind of how the the plan starts. Uh-huh. You know, um, and then after that, you know, we immerse ourselves a little bit more. We watch YouTube videos. We watch all these you know these vloggers. Thank you YouTube for you know for exposing these types of people and give us a, a little bit more information. Oh yeah. Uh, And then, you know, we then we start getting our books, you know, our learning a different dial, you know, learning a different language and, you know, associating that with, you know, what, you know, what Tristan's learning for, you know, for, you know, for that year or whatever. And it becomes it becomes a little bit more possible to make that trip happen. And then after that, we kind of, you know, we we buy the ticket. And as we get closer, you know, we start, you know we start learning things a little bit more. We start learning a little bit more about culture. And when we get there, we we're not totally like, we're not, we're not total tourists. Uh-huh. So our, our goal to travel is to not act and, and be an experience, you know, being a tourist, but to actually experience being a local. Um, yeah. That's, that's what creates the adventure of traveling. Um, and, and as you do that, you start to, you know, you, you start to assimilate, I guess it's a, where to put it with with the you know with the locals? They, even if you're not fluent in trying to speak their language, you, or even if you can't speak at all, there is a certain uh, universal language that you can associate with but just by learning their culture. Mm-hmm. That itself is, um, it, it, is what, um, it is what we find where we find value because you know you guys smile the same way, you guys understand each other the same way, but in a different sense without speaking the actual language. Yeah, but you know, uh, but but the. The, the hospitality, uh, that, that comes with it, you know, uh, and, and the fact that they see that you respect their culture mm-hmm. and, and then that's, that's what we get about. That's what we love about you. We get a natural high off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things that, that, that kind of make it hard for us to, to, to pry towards the end of the trip. You
0: know, <laughs> Yeah. you know, I can imagine.
1: At the end of the trip, you feel like you're, you're part of them. And, and we all are, we all, we're all part of each other around the world. Uh, but you have to take that leap and, and, and you know and kinda of put yourself in that position um where you're willing to take that adventure. And um you know, and, and we see it uh, you know, with, with, with Tristan and, and feel like he's not gonna have any trouble, you know, when he come, when it comes to the point where he travels himself and Well here here's an interesting thing. That kinda leads to this. This uh there was a question asked about um, uh, you know, somebody questioned my, my uh my vacation plans or or my, my motion to travel, um, you know, a few months ago. And one of the things they asked me was, you know, um, you know, on your vacation, you know, when you go out and, and, and go to another place vacation, is it necessary for you to, to travel or maybe I'm, maybe I'm saying that maybe I'm, yeah, I'm translating it incorrectly, but she was asking if, you know, you know, why travel, uh, you know, f- you know, out, out in different countries, when you can travel to the, the many sites here in the United States. I mean, after all, you're trying to educate Tristan. Why not educate uh-huh. him in the country that he was born in? So I, Yeah, got a point. Yeah, so so I was like, yeah, that, you know, you're right, you're right. I go, um, then I said, you know what, there's, there's a few things, there's a few reasons why I like to travel, you know, out, you know, out other places. One, um, one is uh, you never know when that place is ever going to be there again, you know. I mean, uh-huh. uh, there's a good chance that, you know, uh, you know, uh, and, and I didn't say it. I mean, I, you know, there's a there's a good chance at a certain place that we visit that we might want to visit when we visit it now. It's good. But then, you know, later on down the line, you know, there's there's something something might happen or I don't know, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, you know, we you know, we go to like, you know, uh, I don't know, like I hate to use this as an example, but if we go to like, you know, South, South Korea or something like that, you know. One Day, I'll be like you know, run by a communism or something like that, you know. And that was like, <laughs> yeah, and that was how many months ago? I mean, now it's a totally different scenario, obviously, but
0: right, uh, I think about that for like certain restaurants, like to a very small scale. Like, oh man, I used to love going to that restaurant, now it's closed and I can't go, <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly right. Like, no, I'll never know how, how their, t- their steak tastes like, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, uh, dang it, yeah, that was one of the reasons, and then I was like, two. I go, there's a t- completely different form of hospitality that I get out in other countries. You know, they know you're a tourist, um, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and they, they just treat you like, you know, they, they treat you with the utmost respect, you know. And she goes, yeah. Why, don't, don't don't other, like, states like that, you know, you know, treat you like that? if You know, if you ever go to, like, Mount Rushmore, you know, I mean, I'm sure that they, they treat you, they'll, they'll treat a local uh, just as well as they treat a tourist. And I looked at her, and I'm like... Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. I have to be real. This is where 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 I have to be really blunt. You know. Yeah. If I go to a local McDonald's here, they'll ask me what my order is, and then they'll rudely give me this look and take my money and like you know. I go to some <laughs> can go to their McDonald's. They'll bow. They'll they'll say please, thank you. They'll smile at me. You know, even if they know they're working a twelve hour shift. Uh huh. They'll they'll be nice to you. Um, and, and that's my experience. And so that's kind of the point I made. I was like, you know what? You know, when you travel and you go on vacation, you want to be treated, you want to be treated well um, and, and and you want to, um, you know, uh, you know, you want to visit a place that you feel that you may not be be able to go to um, as easily as you as you do out here in the U.S., you know, or something like that. You know, uh-huh. if I wanted to go to Philadelphia and see the Liberty Bell, I can go down and drive, you know. Yeah. You know, if if, if I want to see the Great Wall of China, I got to fly out there and I don't even, (laughs) you know, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, it takes me like, you know, what, 18 hours to fly out there. So. Oh, yeah. But 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 it's worth it. It's breathtaking. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to compare like some of the sites that we have here as, you know, as, you know, not as good as the ones that we see out in other places. But, you know, we we're educated here about it so much that some of the things that we neglect are are are, are the are the are the education that we get from other countries and and uh, and what we often see in the news, but we don't see it in books. Nobody teaches about like you know the Great Wall of China. Nobody ever teaches you about like you know the, uh, the the Eiffel Tower or anything like that. You know they they won't teach you about certain you know certain areas in you know uh, in, in in you know in, in Europe or or Asia. You know. Uh-huh. You want to learn about it you have to go out there and and see it for yourself you know as opposed to what we get here and you know in the united states we get educated you know with with every you know with 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 every landmark i mean U.S. history you know i was you know i was educated from you know the you know they they taught us about you know anything from like you know civil war to the great depression to you know to the different sites in mount rushmore and so forth you know what i mean like these things yeah out in school so um but other things you don't. And like I said, from, from previous, you know,
0: that's funny because it reminds me of uh, whenever people ask me like, Hey, when you were in the Navy and you were traveling to all these different countries, uh, which one was your favorite? And usually, I mean, for the most part, usually my answer is Dubai because I I got the chance to go to Dubai. It was one of our port visits when Mm -hmm. I was in the Navy and they say, why? And I mean, no, like, the, every every place we went uh, had nice people. Every place we went had, um, you know, we, we took care of, we, we kind of, um, what am I trying to say? We pampered ourselves as far as the hotels and eating good food and doing good, doing nice things. But I think the reason I say Dubai is because I feel like out of all the places I've visited, that is probably the one I'm least likely to go to again. And I think because of that, I really cherish my memories from that place. Mm-hmm. And, and hell, of, of the other countries, I might not go back to those ones either. But because that one it seems so inaccessible to me, um, I, I really value my time that I that, that I spent there. Whereas I might have some good memories of going to, you know, Disneyland. You know, I mean, did, happiest place on earth, right? Right. But but the memories the memories kind of get devalued because of my accessibility to some to, to a place like that, and because. Or I guess a better example here in Houston is Disney World. Like a a lot of my friends from Houston have been to Disney World, so if I come back from Disney World and tell them all these things that I thought about it and how much fun I had, it's probably going to be kind of boring to them because they've probably done all that stuff too, you know. Right, right, right. right. But if I tell if I tell them about some place where you know I rarely get to go or probably will never go or probably they will never go, then the, the the conversation is a little more dynamic because. I'm not just telling them something that they already know.
1: I'm looking forward to the next one. Uh, you know, Hopefully we can get Christian on board. So Yeah,
0: definitely. We'll, you we'll, know. we'll share this with him. I'm sure he'll be listening to it. And so for Christian and for any other listeners, hope you yeah. guys enjoyed me and Cousin Reggie, Kouya Jimbo talking. It's fun, man. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Later.